exclusive. Now, wait a minute. We went from Judah to who to Manasseh? Ephraim. Now, how is Ephraim related to Manasseh? Who's the oldest? But we started with Ephraim. What's the deal on that? We, yeah, remember how Jacob had his hand switched? The younger was going to be the predominant one, the younger one being Ephraim. So Ephraim even is mentioned first here before Manasseh. Of course, really, remember what's happened with Manasseh. Half of them's got their inheritance already on the uh, east side of the Jordan. This is for the Manasseh that remains for the west side of the Jordan. Uh, so that's what we've got uh, you know, here. Um, what is so, that about the switching here? That is uh, Genesis chapter 48. Now, we probably ought to give a little bit of attention to verses 3 through 6 of chapter 17. Yeah, someone. Uh, okay. <laughs> However, um, the loaf that happened was the son of Heifer, the son of Gilead, the son of Matthew, the son of Manasseh, had no sons, only daughters, and these are the names of his daughters. Mahalah, Noah, Hoglah, Rocha, and Tirzah. They came out near El- they came out they came near before Eleazar the priest and before Joshua the son of Nun, and spoke before the leader, saying, The Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brothers. So according to the command of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among their father's brothers. Thus there fell ten portions to Manasseh beside the land of Gilead and Bashan, which is beyond the Jordan, because the daughters of Manasseh received an inheritance among his sons, and the land of Gilead belonged to the rest of the sons of Manasseh. Alright, so you've got this situation of Zelovahad's daughters. Now, if we had studied Numbers previously, in Numbers 27 and in Numbers 36, you have their case. This is a special case, kind of a special problem. Numbers 27 and 36. Numbers 27 and Numbers 36. The problem was this. Zelophehad had no sons. Now, normally the inheritance passes through the male. Zelophehad has no sons. There's no, no male through which to pass the inheritance. So that whole family is going to lose out on their inheritance. So in Numbers 27, the girls in the family, whose five names are recited over and over again in various passages, they, become, they may become uh, household names if you study this very much. You know, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirza. And, uh, <laughs> well, whatever. And uh, so they had come to Moses and said, look, you know, we're going to lose out our family's inheritance. Is there a way, if there's no sons, is there a way that the daughters can inherit the, the family inheritance? And Moses said, I'll check and see. And God says, yes. They get the family inheritance. If there's no sons, then it passes to the daughters. Well, then there's a problem with that. In Numbers 36, here's the problem. You know how this inheritance was divided between the tribes. So every tribe gets a segment, you know, a piece of the pie. Well, now let's see. If these daughters, who are from Manasseh, were to marry outside of their tribe... Their land goes with them. Their land then belongs to the male, 
which is from a different tribe. So that may mean you've got some territory of inside the tribe of Manasseh that actually belongs to Issachar. That's going to be a problem. And so everybody comes to Moses again, and Moses said, okay, here's the rule. He asked God, and God's got it all figured out. If you want to gain the inheritance as a woman with no brothers to make the inheritance, you've got to marry within your tribe. You can't marry outside the tribe. So that's how they solved that one. So these girls now have the right to this inheritance. That's what Moses had said. And so they are asking to be given their fair share for the preserving of the name of their father as a loaf of hat. Pretty cool, don't you think? Did they marry? Yeah. I, I believe they did. Um, I believe that was the issue already in chapter 36. Well, let's see. They married those from the families of the sons of Manasseh. They actually married their uncle's sons. That's Numbers 36, verses 11 and 12. Yeah. So then they just like merged the land? So then it wasn't even an issue. But that was after Moses made that decree. They wouldn't have gotten any land to give away. That's right. If they had married outside their tribe, the deal's off, they don't get the land. What if they have the land and then they get married? They give the land back? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, I suppose it's like the brother of the, their father, their uncle, or whatever. I don't know. But it, it stays in the tribe. Can't go outside the tribe. So, the Lord thinks of everything. But the other people couldn't like, marry through tribes. The other people couldn't? They could. Yes. No problem with that. Do you see why? Because they didn't have to worry about... Because the guy would keep the land. Right, exactly. So the guy keeps the land in the tribe. So the girl moves to where the guy... Right, exactly. The girl doesn't make it, have an inheritance. Normally, the inheritance is not passed through women. Only in this exceptional situation where their father has no sons. Then that's the only way the inheritance would have been retained. So you girls would have to marry within the tribe. Mm. Yeah. That could have been interesting. <laughs> Whoa, I'm glad we don't have this as a rule. I could have met my children. Mm-hmm. Have to marry your cousins. <laughs> we don't live in Kentucky. We'd all have to marry the one. <laughs> Actually, you have three. Well, not of your children. That's true. Yeah, could be a problem. Although we'd have to marry our other cousins because I'd have to go through dad. Oh, the good point, yeah. What's that? We'd have to marry through on the other side, um, not on the mom's side. Actually, we're both side. in the state of Indiana. That's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Other uh, thoughts or comments through verse 6. Okay. Um, so they are dividing this land, <coughs> and they do. This is Manasseh's part on the west side of the Jordan. Now look at verse 12. But the sons of Manasseh could not take possession of these cities because the Canaanites uh, uh, persisted in living in the land. It came about when the sons of Israel became strong, they put the Canaanites to forced labor, but they did not drive them out completely. Now, what's the problem with not driving them out completely? 
God told them to, and the influence. That's exactly right. We will see this come back to haunt them over and over and over and over again. They didn't do what the Lord really asked them to do. You know, I think sometimes we would rather just get along with people than standing up for what's right. So we'll just swallow hard and accept things that are wrong. Because, well, I don't want to make a fuss. I don't want to make a big deal. But when we don't make a big deal about what God says, we create a problem. <coughs> I did have a question and I missed the opportunity earlier. Well, I don't know if we can handle that. Let's see what you can do. I'm sorry. Um, verse 5, there were ten portions given to Manasseh. Be, and it sounds like that was because of the girls' ten portions. What is that? I think that's just, you know, how much Manasseh gets. It gets like ten particular areas. Okay, is that what we're getting ready to see? I think that's what this reflects uh, here. Okay, is that uh, what we're getting ready, like in verse 14, they're talking about one particular... They're talking about they didn't get enough. Okay, yeah. but it's kind of like we have, uh, you can have this many... Uh, right. Blocks. Yeah, right, exactly. That's the idea. Okay. Yes. So, yes. like, they got a little. Ten districts or something. Okay, they got yay much because of right. the people, including the girls, which right. maybe included more. Okay. Right. And, well, and, and in verse 2, the lot was made for the rest of the sons of Manasseh according to their families, and they list Abiezar, Helek, Azrael, Shechem, Hafer, and Shemida, but Hafer is. Mr. Z there is the son of Hafer. So his portion would be the five. And so that seems to be ten. And then um, Maker, the firstborn of Manasseh, gets Gilead and Bashan. So there you've got ten ten pieces going to the ten... Yeah. Sons and daughters of maybe. Okay, Sorry. maybe so. Yeah. I didn't really okay. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Fourteen to eighteen. And the sons of Joseph, Joseph spoke to Joshua, saying, "Why have you given me only one lot and one portion for an inheritance, since I am a numerous people whom the Lord has thus far blessed?" Joshua said to them, If you are a numerous people, go up to the forest and clear a place for yourself there in the land of the Perizzites and of the Rephaim, since the hill country of Ephraim is too narrow for you. The sons of Joseph said, The hill country is not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who live in the valley in the valley land have chariots of iron, both those who are in Bethshean and its towns and those who are in the valley of Jezreel. Joshua spoke to the house of Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, saying, You are a numerous people and have great power. You shall not have one lot only. But the hill country shall be yours. For though it is a forest, you shall clear it, and it, to its farthest borders it shall be yours. For you shall drive out the Canaanites, even though they have chariots of iron, and though they are strong. Now, I like this little section. I think this is interesting. A little curious anecdote, and I think it illustrates some principles. The sons of Joseph come to Joshua saying, You haven't given us enough land. Now, the sons of Joseph are who? Why come to Joshua? He's and because... He's an Ephraimite. They're coming to one of their own. Come on, you know, Joshua, we need more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're we're numerous people the Lord has blessed. 
you know, you can't just give us this little bit. We want some more area. And what's Joshua saying? Go make more. Yeah, if you're such a numerous people, go up to the forest and wipe out the parasites and the Raphaim and, you know, take over more territory. That's fine. You've got access to it. Go for it. Well, they say, you know, the hill country's not enough for us, and all the Canaanites who live in the valley land have chariots of iron. <laughs> you know, we, we can't all live in the hill, in the, in the valley. They, they got the, those chariots of iron. We can't deal with them. And what does Joshua say about that? You are numerous. You have great power. You're going to get more than one lot. You get the hill country. And, oh yeah, you will be able to drive those Canaanites out. Yeah, they needed to trust God. They needed to challenge themselves. You know, if they're really such a great people that need more inheritance, why don't this great people conquer some territory? Now, what are we often wanting? What did they want? More? Without? Yes. We would like gain, please, but no pain. You know, give us more, but don't make it hard on us. Don't make us have to work for it. You know, give it to us on a silver platter. Isn't that the way we are a lot of times? Oh, I sure do want to. Oh, i got to do that to get it. You know, we do that spiritually a lot. You know, I sure wish the Lord would give me more victories over my temptations. Well... What if you worked at it? What if you cut out the hand and plucked out the eye? You know, what if you actually tried instead of just whining, well, I wish the Lord would bless me with more victories? You know, well, maybe we need to do something about it. You know, and they're intimidated because these Canaanites, they've got the iron chariots. We can't deal with the iron chariots. And, and what's well, like, hmm. That God will be with you. Fight the iron chariots. We just got to have more of a mentality of mental toughness and willingness to to go for what we need, what we want, what's right for us to have. <coughs> I wish I knew the Bible so well as so and so does. And they just they just so smart. They just know the Bible so well. Well, maybe they read it more than you do. Maybe they concentrate on it more than you. You know, it's easy to want. I wish I had this. Why can't I have what everybody else has? Well, because you don't. You got to work for it. So I mean, I think Joshua was tough on them, and I think that's exactly what they needed. They didn't need another piece of land delivered to them on a silver platter. They need to go out and conquer somebody, get the land like everybody else should. They got plenty of land in itself. Just a matter of they don't have room because they're trying to share it with the Canaanites and. The Parasites and the Rephaim and whatever other ites there are. So I think that's that's a good good lesson for us, really. Comments and questions. Isn't the area of Manasseh three times the size of a lot of the other <laughs> tribes anyway? Uh, you, especially when you count both sides of Jordan, they got a lot of territory. I mean, indeed, or just. Just looking at acreage. Now I don't know how else that was divided, or how you determine. And uh, we don't always know how to determine the dividing lines between the tribes either. But yeah, the, the point is they got plenty of room. The problem is they don't own all the room they got. They're gonna have to conquer some people to get it and use it. 
Would you assume that based on the number of people in the tribes, these were mostly even divisions of land? You know, I don't know. They want God wanted the tribes to have, but I don't know beyond that. And sometimes even division, how do you count that? Exactly the same amount of land area, if a bunch of it's desert or something like that, does that count the same way? Does So I don't know. If you have no, you have no spring, is it as good land? <laughs> That's right, exactly. How far away was the spring, I wonder, which has Yeah, I don't know. Other thoughts? Didn't we just say the Manasa got ten lots? So why are they now asking about having one lot? Or is that really Ephraim that's asking about that? Well, maybe the one lot is the ten lots together. That's what they get. That's my guess. (laughs) Okay. I like that Joshua didn't deny that they had iron chariots, but he said to deal with them anyway. Yeah, that's exactly right. You don't have to make... It didn't mean that they didn't have them. It just meant that they could figure it out. Yeah, I mean, we have just got to be tougher and do the right thing. You know, sometimes like, I'm scared, or I'm just too tired, or I can't talk, or I don't know how. You know, we're always whining our excuses. All right, so there's iron chariots. I don't care. I mean, the Lord happened to have made the iron. He gave him the ability to make the chariots. I suspect he can handle them. If the iron chariot runs over you and you die, well, great. <laughs> yeah, we're just too wimpy. We just, you know, man, temptation's just so hard. I just don't know what to do. Well, how about not sinning? A good start. Anything else? All right, chapter 18, verses 1 to 10. You're very impressed. 